This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. Welcome to the Better Reading Podcast, stories behind the story, brought to you by Belinda Audio. Listen to Belinda Audiobooks, anywhere, everywhere. Hi, this is Cheryl Arkell and Jane Tara from the Better Reading Podcast, and this is our weekly book chat segment where we discuss our favourite new releases, book news and more. Lots more. Wow, Jane. Big couple of weeks. It's been huge. It's really, really (laughs) been huge. Well, firstly, we had Sydney Writers' Festival. Mm. We had the Industry Awards, Mm. which were fantastic. Mm. Uh, Kate Blanchett said, brought to you by Better Reading. (laughs) Just name dropping And it was, yeah. And it was. (laughs) And then last week we launched the Top 100. We did. And what an amazing response we've had to that. People just love the Now, if you want to know, if you want to know what made the list, Mm -hmm. Better Reading, .com.au. Mm. It's all there. Or go back and listen to our last podcast because we talked or, about it. That's right. Yeah. Or do that. Excellent. Okay. All right. So Book of the Week this week is The Road Trip by mm. Beth O'Leary and she is also... Our event. Our event. Yeah. 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 Wednesday night. Yeah. Facebook. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Coming to us from the UK. Yes. Yeah. yeah now she yeah. wrote Flat Share. I don't know whether you remember that one, but it was a fabulous uh, sort of chiclet type women's fiction um, book about uh, this um, guy and this girl who shared a flat together, um, but it was like a bed sit and he worked night duty and she worked day duty and they never met. Oh, wow. No, I haven't. I didn't read that. (laughs) Well, anyway, we can talk to her about that. Um, And just remember, if you miss Wednesday nights, it's every Wednesday night at 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, we have a live performance from an author, a live event. Mm. And you can ask that author questions and usually they answer them live. They get through most comments, don't they? But if you miss it, they're recorded and they're there and you can watch them later. Anyway, what else have we got? How to Train Your Dog. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a book close to my heart, although I've got to say John Brown is perfect. Yeah, well, Perfectly I wish I could trained. say the same for Joey, but oh. Joey did have a tough oh, <laughs> tough I... life before I got him. <laughs> he did. He was a rescue. Both my dogs were crate trained. Mm. Anyway, this book is called How to Train Your Dog, as I said. It's by Jen and Ryan Tate. I think it's really timely as well because how many pandemic dogs mm. are there. I, I know. And a lot of them are going back to shelters because Which they, breaks yeah, my heart. shelters are full at the moment because people haven't been able to train them. I've been using a lot of the exercises in this book. It is actually really, really helpful in how to, um, how your dog looks at you for guidance and, and you know, the way that you have to deliver that guidance in your body language and the way well, you speak to them. Well, it's also tough love, isn't it, with dogs? Mm. They like rules, they like yeah. obedience and people yeah. find that difficult. But also you have to take them out once or twice a day. Yeah. And I think they learn from other dogs as well. Mm. Um, mm. But as I said, with mine, I mean, they're little dogs, so they're 
oh, they're not easier to train, but they, they tend to be easier to manage than, than bigger dogs, although they are rat bags in the park. Yeah. Uh, and they can go. <laughs> I can't imagine him being a rat bag yeah, at all. He is so a rat bag. Sweet. He is. John Brown is gorgeous. I mean, but he's old now. He's yes. nearly 15. Yeah. yeah. But this is wonderful. You know, it talks about choosing the right dog because I think that's really important. Mm. People that have dogs in the city that are meant to be farm dogs. Mm, like mine, you, you mean? <laughs> what are you thinking? No. Well, I wasn't thinking. I had rocks in my head. I just wanted to save him. What breed him. is yours? He's a, he's a cross American Staffy, cross Mastiff. So he's a big, big boy. He's like a freight train. When yeah, he but runs. I'm talking about cattle dogs, people that have cattle oh, dogs in yeah. the city. You know, yeah. that's really hard because yes. they need hours and hours of exercise. Yeah, you're right. They are yeah. bred to run. They you are. Know? Whereas yeah. Joey, he really runs, but yeah. then 15 minutes of that and he's good for the day. Yeah, that's yeah. right. See, when I bought my first dog, George, I typed in my square meterage of my apartment. Yeah. There was some kind of calculator mm. online and that gave you guidance as to what size dog is suitable for that space. Yes. And how many times a day would you let that yeah. dog walk? Do you have a backyard? You know, blah, blah, blah. Those calculators are really good. They are. The yeah. exception to that is the greyhound that is actually a very good apartment dog. They don't need much space. They're actually, right. yeah. I was very close to getting a greyhound. You know how they say that you look like you look like your dog after yes. time? I thought it'd be a good weight loss exercise. <laughs> I ended up with a master. I definitely agree that you do look like your dog. Anyway, hey, did I tell you I spoke to Kathy Rikes this week? Oh, (gasps) wow. How did it go? Sensational. She was so, she is so interesting. Yes. So she was in Charlottesville, I think. Uh, That's where where we were Zooming and recorded a podcast. It's not out yet, but, you know, it's going to be a good Mm. one. Because she is actually, by trade, a forensic anthropologist. Um, And so she then took to writing. But she was a lecturer for many years Mm. Worked in the practice for many years. As a matter of fact, the Twin Tower terrorist attack that she worked on Staten Island, sorting out through bones, which wow. ones were human. Did she talk about that in the yeah, podcast? Yeah, she talked oh, about that. Yeah, which ones were yeah. human yeah. and which were animals. And I said, wow, how many animals were? And she said, well, there are a lot of restaurants. So there was a lot of food oh, bones. Wow. Yeah. Incredibly, incredibly interesting. And is she still an academic? Is she still a lecturer? She, I think she retired very recently. Mm. She retired because she's got grandchildren mm. now. Um, but she spoke beautifully. It was such an interesting conversation. Anyway, her new book is called The Bone Code. You know, I think this is her 20th book. Yeah, And it is. I think... Yeah. She has been a writer that has been consistently yeah. sold over that time. You know, a lot of big brand name authors, there's, you know, peaks and troughs. But I think it's because she actually does the work. Yeah. In real life, she is that yeah, person. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Anyway, she was really delightful. Love that conversation. Amazing. Oh, God. Yeah, I was looking at that going, speaking of restaurants. yeah. Speaking of Mm -hmm. um, conversations as well, I recorded a podcast with Richard Flanagan. Mm -hmm. This is probably my third chat with him, but gosh, this one was difficult. Yeah, It's about uh, the rotting underbelly of the Tasmanian salmon industry, Mm -hmm. and it's called Toxic. Mm. I mean, I just feel as though I can't eat salmon any again ever. Mm. I I am going from that region. I'm going to read it because you know I I was a vegetarian for like 30 years and about two years ago started eating salmon again. Yeah. Uh, Because there's only so many ways you can cook tofu, right? (laughs) Yeah. I have a feeling that's going to send me back in the other direction. Well apparently it's only the salmon, Atlantic salmon from Tasmania. So if you can source other salmon, there is actually sustainable Mm. other salmon. And he said and good people are going to 
I think he called it farmland salmoning. Yeah. So right. it's not really all salmon. I yeah. think you just have to find the source of your salmon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's a really it's really hard because for me, I struggled with with the conversation. I said to him, I I felt quite shocked and mm. I was I felt complicit mm. because I had always. I mean, I always look at where my food is sourced. Mm. I'm very mindful of that, and as you know, I like cooking, mm. and so I would never buy fish from China, for example, mm. and I try to buy locally yeah. and I try to buy Australian. Yeah. And, and then this really kind of, uh, you know, it's none of that, you yeah. know, don't buy Atlantic salmon farmed in Tasmania. Yeah. No, Whoa. it's... Um, it was frightening. But anyway, it it's worth reading. It's called Toxic and that's out now as well. Mm. And apparently selling its socks off. Yes. Yeah. Um, but as I said, it's not all salmon. So just find out where your salmon... Where to source it. I am yes. going to do that actually. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. What have oh, you got? Well, oh, well, I've got the end of men. Oh, yeah, I know you're Christina loving that. Christina Sweeney Baird. I picked it up just to um, read a chapter and I actually read the whole thing in one sitting. I could not put it down. It's about Was a Was that why you were late for work today? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I had to read that last chapter, yeah. Only Men Carry the Virus. It's about a pandemic written before our pandemic, but... It is, oh God, it is such a page turner, but it is horrifying. They say that good writing is when the writer is uh, cruel to her characters. She is so cruel to her characters. Like, men die. Wow. Mm. Mm. Okay. So it's it's uh, it's. Go- I think it's going to go really well. Actually, it is actually a lot of fun, but it's also highly disturbing given the current pandemic situation on yeah, the planet. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, and, mm. and this current pandemic, not that it has targeted gender, but mm. it has targeted race, yes. and it has also targeted, you know, um, affluence, if you like, yeah. or, or class. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at what's happening in in India. Terrible. Yeah. But mm. even in the US, you mm. know, a lot of different groups of people were affected than Absolutely. others, you know. Mm. And if you could afford health care, yeah, yeah, you're healthcare. less likely to die. This is a gorgeous book. It's Before a You cover. Knew My Name mm. by Jacqueline Bublitz, mm. I think her name is. I mean, absolutely stunning. I know you. That this is a, uh, we've got listeners out there, not viewers. It's It really is the most stunning cover. Let me describe it. It's got a beautiful bunch of flowers that are in a barbed wire fence mm. and pinks and blues and peaches. Ab- absolutely gorgeous. It's a really beautiful book. It's a young girl who moves to New York and is murdered. It's actually an Australian writer, mm. though. And the book doesn't ask who did it. It's not a who did it. It's instead it, it asks who was she, mm. who was mm. the victim as a person, and what did she leave behind. It's really original and a beautiful read. And I tell you what, it's got a, a groundswell already of people reading it and loving it. Mm. So we, we'll probably come back to this, but um, that's out now and worth looking at. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Rachel Johns here, How to Mend a Broken Heart. Was that a a book of the week a couple of weeks ago? It was. And do you know, I love Rachel's books. Like, she's a great read. She really is. Yeah. And How to Mend a Broken Heart is actually a follow-up to The Art of Keeping Secrets. One of the characters in there, her secret was really quite mind-blowing at the end of that book. So this is her life kind of after that. And it's about her felicity. She's um, struggling to kind of move on from the marriage. Basically, the character Felicity, her husband has transitioned to um, being a woman and has found love again. So Felicity's kind of thrown by that and has the opportunity to go and live in... um, 
New Orleans. So it's really heartwarming. It's emotional and, you know, ultimately, like all of Rachel's books, really uplifting. Yeah, you know, yeah. a, a real woman's yeah, tale. Yeah. And New Orleans, oh, my God. I just oh want to go and live in New Orleans, you know. Well, do you know, I just want to travel anywhere at the moment. <laughs> I felt like I was travelling, actually, when I was reading How to Mend a Broken Heart. It was amazing, actually, yeah. All right, I'm just what going if, to finish yeah. off on this note, but just because it's a beautiful book. It's called Still Life and it's a curated collection of Australian painters and it's pulled together by a woman called Amber Cresswell-Bell. Mm. Um, now, you know I love Australia. Australian art. You know my house is full of it. Um, and there are some of the artists in the book are people that I have, you know, admired and loved. And I've got pieces, their paintings in my home. Mm. Um, this is a really, really beautiful book. I'm going to just highlight Mirror Whale because she's in here and that yeah. was my most recent purchase. A beautiful um, Indigenous painter who just lives, you mm. know, locally in Sydney. Mm. Just gorgeous work. I mean, there's so much talent. And Robert Malherb, um, because I've got two of those as well, and they're absolutely beautiful um, landscapes and still lives. And the only other person I want to point out, I mean, there are so many fantastic painters here, but I also want to talk about John Bokor. I think his, his name is spelled. I don't have one of those. I would love to have one of those. But now that I've got this book, that's probably all I need. Yeah. Still I, life. Yeah. I don't have the paintings, but I'll definitely have the book. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Until next time. See you, everyone. See you later. If you'd like more information about Better Reading, follow us on Facebook or visit betterreading.com.au. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Belinda Audio. Belinda Audiobooks are available on CD and MP3 from online booksellers and bookshops everywhere. Or you can download from Audible, Google Play or the iBookstore. We've also created our own app called BorrowBox that's available from both the App Store and Google Play. All you need to do to get it working is to download the app, join your local public library, and you'll gain access to the world's best collection of e-books and e-audiobooks available for you to loan on your phone or your personal device. Belinda, we're here to enable you to escape, imagine, grow, and be inspired through the power of storytelling. Belinda Audiobooks. Anywhere. Everywhere. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.